Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Transportation Planner. Today we are featuring an interview with Nelson Mora. Nelson leads Gannett Fleming transportation planning efforts across Florida and he is also a member of the Transportation Planning Practice Leadership Team. But first, here is the Transportation Planning Update for April 2020. The Transportation Planning Practice Team met on March 27th. John Durr reported that Maria Hyatt led a team that won an on-call planning contract with Maricopa County as a subconsultant. Maricopa County is in the Phoenix metropolitan area and is the most populated county in Arizona with just over 4.4 million people. Keith Chase noted that Gannett Fleming was selected as a prime consultant to provide statewide project management training for PennDOT. Mary Ross noted that we were successful in retaining a project for the Florida DOT District 7 for providing regional transportation analysis and maintaining the travel demand model. We've held this project for 30 years. Mary gave a shout out to Jeanette Burke, Hoyt Davis, and J.C. Hugh for their efforts to amaze our clients and secure the repeat business. Nathan Walker, a friend of the Transportation Planning PLT and member of the Water Business Line, reported that their business line won an assignment with Carlisle, Pennsylvania to develop a 15-year stormwater plan. The group also discussed major pursuits to keep an eye on in April. A proposal has been submitted to the Iowa DOT for safety on-call services. This team is led by Mark Metal from Camp Hill and Eric Abrams, a new hire by GeoDecisions in Iowa. Keith Chase is tracking an RFP from the American Association of State Highway Transportation Officials, or AASHTO, that focuses on leadership development. Mary Ross is working to secure a contract with Florida District 1 as a subconsultant, providing general transportation planning support. Maria Hyatt and Mark Powallis are preparing for a submission to the San Diego Association of Governments, or SANDAG, as a subconsultant for planning and programming support related to updates at the San Diego airport. Finally, the Roadway and Transit and Rail Business Groups collaborated to submit a proposal to the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority for a service planning general on-call contract. Tim Smith of Camp Hill Office and Tom Daly of the Newton Office will serve as project manager and assistant project manager, respectively. The PLT also gave a few shout-outs to personnel around our company and our practice. In addition to the FDOT District 7 team I mentioned earlier, the team also thanked the entire IT department for their efforts to convert Gannett Fleming to a remote workforce. Lori Mikowski and Ryan Rice thanked the team of 16 people from different business groups working with them on the Maryland DOT Transportation Automation Readiness Framework Project. A first-of-its-kind project in a nation, this project takes a systematic approach to preparing for the integration of connected and automated vehicles. Finally, during the PLT meeting, the group collaborated on the topic of workforce development. Each month, this group is collaborating on a new area of knowledge, who we might sell the knowledge to, and how we can integrate the knowledge into a progressive transportation planning service offering. Other topics examined so far in 2020 include transportation and health, such as chronic disease prevention, and also planning resilient transportation systems. For more information about these topics and other planning needs, you can always contact me at erensel at gfnet.com. And now, on to our show. Hi, Nelson, and thanks for being with me. Uh, thank you for having me. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, uh, my background is in engineering. Graduated from uh, the Florida International University uh, here in Miami. Uh, went to UF, University of Florida in Gainesville, for the first three years. But I guess after a while, got homesick. I came down to Miami, back to Miami. 
and ended up graduating from FIU. Been in Gannett for a little over 10 years now. Started back in 2009 as part of the highway group, the roadway department. Eventually transferred out of that to planning. I've been doing planning for probably six years out of my 10. Sit in the Miami office for a while. I oversee in the Miami office um, currently, and, uh, and I oversee all of Florida planning. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the planning team in Miami and all across Florida? So uh, all over Florida, we're about, uh, we're, we're 15 in total. Uh, most of the folks are, are in Miami. We got 11 here in Miami. Uh, we got three in Tampa and one in Jacksonville. Um, it's uh, what I like to call an eclectic bunch, right? And and that being because we got a we got what I think it's a it's a good mix of, of professionals. Uh, that is from we got engineers, we got planners, we got architects, we got designers slash artists, and we even have writers. And as a matter of fact, that shows of last year we have a a financial analyst that just joined our, our, our team. So so when it comes to, to, to what we want to do or what I think the vision is for planning, I think it, it works well because the more uh, the more eyes and the more different perspectives uh, you get into a, into a project, that's where the results are typically the best. What we do uh, primarily, we, we, we straddle the, a, a, a quite broad range. I mean, we go from from long range transportation planning all the way down to feasibility analysis, even uh, conceptual plans, even actual design plans. Um, recently, we finished uh, an actual plan set uh, for the city of Miami Beach to include uh, uh, green bicycle lanes. So we, 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 we have a broad range when it comes to that. Uh, one of the things we also specialize on and, and what I, I take pride on is communication, is visual communication, right? Um, a lot of times, you know, it's it's these projects. The way to sell them is through through the eyes, right? I mean, you can have the perfect concept, most engineering or technical concept out there, but if you can't sell it to the stakeholders, to the public, uh, it's as good as nothing. So what we've been doing for a while is focusing on on, on visualization, specifically three D uh, visualization, uh, whether that's videos or, or renderings. Uh, so we 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 do some of that as well. With such a diverse team like you've been describing, you must have some interesting projects that you're working on. Before we focus specifically on the long-range transportation plan, can you give us an overview and an update of some of the other kinds of projects you're working on in, at this time? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, some of the, for, for a while now, we've been focusing on alternate modes of transportation, right? And, and what that is, is, you know, the, the, the left-out children, right? The, the transits, the bicycle, the bicycle riders, uh, the pedestrians, right? So, so that's what we call alternate modes and, and non-motorized transportation. For for the most part, for years, you know, uh, transportation planning and just transportation projects, and even even today, uh, they've been focusing on adding capacity for the roadway. You know, add capacity for cars, add capacity for cars. But it's going to come to a point that you, you know, your your pipes are limited, right? There's so much you can widen roadways especially in an urban environment such as Miami and, and, and most of the urban cities where we perform our, our planning services, right? So, so what we've been doing is, is just trying to shift that paradigm, trying to, trying to rebalance the, 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 the mode share, right? Uh, give a little more to the, to the unfavored uh, modes in this case. And, and so what we've been doing is, is just focusing on those types of projects and just shift the needle or just even a bit. Um, and, and we've done that also with a, with a broad range too, I mean, going from, from even construction to, to the long range plans like uh, the LRTP, which we'll talk about. I mean, some of the specific projects we've, we've recently worked on, uh, one of uh, which I'm, 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 I'm proud of, I'm, in, I'm managing that project as we speak, 
It's the Golden Glaze Multimodal Transportation Facility. This is essentially a, a transit terminal uh, for all modes, uh, rail, buses, um, even personal vehicles, bicyclists, pedestrians, so for everything. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an island in the middle of an interchange, uh, and, and, but it's a multimodal island. So what we've been doing, it's a, it's a park and ride that's existed for years. Um, and we are, we're revamping it. DOT is, is, is revamping the park and ride. And, and so we are actually the owner's rep, right? Right now they're constructing it as we speak. And we went, we developed all the construction criteria, all the RFP documentation. And now we're acting as the owner's rep reviewing all construction documents and, and ensuring, you know, uh, construction compliance. So that's all the way down to construction. Then we have what we typically do is also preliminary engineering, uh, where you get down to like a 10% set of plans. We're doing that right now for uh, the East-West Transit Quarter. It's, uh, it's essentially, it divides Miami in half and it goes from all the way from the East to the, to the West. And it's a transit quarter that's being planned right now for, for mass transit. And what we're doing, it's a, it's a preliminary set of plans, essentially. One, one more that we're doing uh, for Miami Beach, we do a lot of work for the city of Miami Beach. We did their, their master plan a while back, and, and the result of that master plan was a couple of feasibility studies, one of which it's uh, 23rd Street Complete Street Study. And what that is, is it's essentially a crucial link in the city, in the, in the city of Miami Beach. Uh, that we're, you know, it's, a, it's a roadway that's just pretty much asphalt pavement, what you see out there. And what we're trying to do is make it more multimodal by way of adding bicycle lanes, wider sidewalks, landscaping, hardscaping. So uh, what we, uh, what this particular project entails and what our efforts entail is a, it's a feasibility analysis, right? It's, it's studying, you know, the data that's out there uh, available and coming up with conceptual plans that will eventually move to, uh, to construction. Uh, lastly, our most recent uh, um, project or the one we just recently finished is the, uh, the 2045 Long Range Plan, uh, which again, it's, it's, it's down at the 30,000 foot level and it's looking at long-range planning for an entire uh, region, or in this case, uh, the county of Miami-Dade. And it's essentially the deliverable that or the service we provide. Is, it's, it's a plan. It's a document. It's a vision. That's great, Nelson. Um, sounds like it's a wide variety of projects, which must make life more interesting, I would think, as, as, uh, as you're delivering all of those things. So keeping in mind that a lot of our listeners probably are part of our transportation planning practice here, but probably some aren't and some might not even be in a transportation related field at all. So I think it'd be good if we take a little bit of time and just describe what we mean uh, when we're talking about long range transportation plan, which you and I often shorten that to say LRTP, right? But can you just describe what an LRTP is and what it does for a region? An LRTP, a Long Range Transportation Plan, it's essentially a guiding document for a region, right? These regions uh, vary in size. You can have a tri-county region. You can have a, a, an, an area uh, such as a city, or you can have a county, which is in this particular case, the Miami-Dade County. Uh, so what essentially is it, it acts as, a, as the anchor, right? It's the basis of the region's transportation uh, network. Right, it's uh, as a, it's it's a way to to map out uh, how the region wants to grow, uh, uh, transportation wise. That is, and 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 whether or not it can it can afford it, uh, you know, whether it's it's feasible or not to accomplish the, this vision, right? Uh, fiscally feasible, that is. Uh, so the LRTP is typically a a twenty year planning horizon vision document, right? 
uh, it reflects the goals of the region and, and how these goals uh, help prioritize the set of projects uh, for the region, right? Set of projects, transportation projects, that is, how these will be implemented and how much are they actually uh, going to portray the goals, how the vision that the city or the region wants to, to accomplish, right? Uh, it's, uh, it's essentially the foundation of the transportation improvement program, uh, which is, again, it's um, the, uh, the LRTP, like I said, is 20 year horizon. Typically, it's based in five year increments, so four or five year increments. Uh, and the first five of those years are the transportation improvement program. That's essentially the cost feasible plan. Those are the projects that actually have backing, have funding, and will be and are planned to be accomplished within the first five years of those 20 years. Um, it's, um, it's, amended, it's amended every five years. So typically, you know, after you finish your, your implementing your TAP, uh, you finish constructing all those projects, you know, it's time for a new cycle. Then you update and then whichever projects were part of the second or the second set of five years uh, will get either uh, some projects will be added, um, they'll get reprioritized, funded, and then eventually a new version of this 20, uh, 20 year horizon plan comes out. So it's essentially, you know, to sum it up, it's it's a guiding uh, statement. It's a vision. It's it what every agency within the region, every stakeholder, every every citizen should go to find uh, what what the vision is. What do we want to be transportation wise as a region? Thanks for that, Nelson. I hopefully people will find that interesting. We'll be right back in just a few minutes to continue our conversation. Hi there, Jen Hale here with your Crick Minute. Do you have an amazing idea that would make your job at Gannett Fleming easier? Have you thought of a new process to benefit your job or other business lines in the company? Guess what? There's a place to submit those ideas called the CRIC. That stands for Collaborative Research and Innovation Center. Through the CRIC, your ideas can be fostered and funded. To find us, just go to the home tab of the intranet and click innovation slash CRIC on the left side. If you have any questions, you can reach us by emailing innovation at gfnet.com. Hi, this is Brittany LaBelle, and this Technology Minute is brought to you by GeoDecisions. During this time, as trusted advisors to your clients, you may be hearing about concerns they have regarding their organization's response to the pandemic or emergency situations in general. Did you know that we have a solution for them? Notify is a mass communication tool that leverages Esri's ArcGIS to deliver voice, text, and email messages. Since Notify is map-based, notifications can be sent to targeted geographic areas. From now until April 20th, 2020, for government agencies and first responders, we are waiving setup fees and providing the first 25,000 messages free of charge. To read more about Notify, our special offer, and how it could help your client, Go to geodecisions.com slash notify. So getting back to our conversation with Nelson Mora from the transportation planning practice today, um, let's dig in a little bit to our topic, Nelson. And so give me a brief overview or tell me uh, what the Miami-Dade LRTP or Long Range Transportation Plan what that project entailed? It it was for the TPO, right? Uh, most of these uh, regions, most of these, most of these areas, are, are typically have a, a, a metropolitan planning organization, uh, which guides uh, the vision of, of the area. In this particular case, the Miami uh, Metropolitan Planning Organization rebranded themselves a few years ago, and now they're called the Transportation Planning Organization. 
essentially it's 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 the same thing but they were the ones they were our client they're the ones that we provide the service for and we've essentially been doing that for them for the last 30 years this is just uh, our latest round um providing that service to them and essentially what uh, like i mentioned it's a, it's a, it's a guiding uh it's a it's a guiding vision right so but it's it's a vision that everybody has to share so what happens is within a region such as a county there's several stakeholders several agencies transportation agencies that is you have cities in the case of Miami-Dade County, you have 34 municipalities, right? Each one of these municipalities having a vision, a specific vision for them. But, but the TPO's goal or, or, or their particular objective of this LRTP is to make sure that all of those visions, they have a common uh, goal, right? They're all trying to achieve the same thing and they're all interconnected one way or another. You have your Florida Department of Transportation, you have your Turnpike Authority, you have the Miami-Dade Expressway Authority. So it's it's what this project actually entailed. It's 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 making sure that all of the planned projects from those agencies, uh, from the DOT, from the Turnpike, uh, all of those vision uh, statements are put together in in, in the same in, in the same box and prioritized equally and and funded uh, uh, to the to to essentially achieve the common goal right so the the actual project uh, from the beginning it entailed got, like i said gathering all these all the planned projects from all the several agencies within the county right and from all these agencies gathering their available fund right uh, funds um, um, once once that was available once all this data was collected it, then it became a matter of uh, studying scenarios Right from a travel demand perspective, so, you know all these projects essentially lines on a map. We uh, study the scenarios and, and and see what the best outcome of projects were. Right, how how will these projects benefit the region the best? From whatever resulted from that, it's then getting all the projects, uh, the most beneficial projects, the ones that appealed more to the goals of the of the LRTP, the vision, right, the vision of the area, and then getting that funding, right, and 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 matching it to those projects, right, to essentially develop what's called the cost feasible plan, right? These are all the projects we want to implement and these are all the projects we can actually afford. That becomes, like I said, it becomes a transportation improvement program. The first five years of the LRTP It's the cost feasible plan. These are, this is our vision for 20 years, but really we can only afford the, these many projects and we can do it within this next five years. So that was the ultimate goal of, of this particular project for the uh, for the area, right? And 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 the most uh, exciting part about it, or the the, the 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 so that's the easy part, right? That's the process. That's what the scope of the work was. But really, what uh what the what where the fun lies is the managing all these agencies and stakeholders' expectations, right? Uh, managing everybody's vision because again, it's a region that should have a common goal, but oftentimes that doesn't necessarily happen. So our job, we were the mediators. We were the ones that getting everybody online and, uh, and, and, and doing that while also trying to incorporate the latest trends, which is in, in, in this particular area, it's transit and technology. How do we favor transit more now and how do we implement technology and transportation rather than doing what we've been doing for years now, which is favoring the cars. And again, there's conflicting interests. You have your turn park authority and you have your tolling agencies that mostly want to benefit cars. And then you got your transit agency. So it's, 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 it's everybody, it's bringing everybody together uh, over over the same common goal and, and making sure we all move forward with the same vision and uh, and I think we we did that somewhat successfully. So this sounds like a pretty complex project and clearly we're probably not the only ones offering these kinds of services to clients out there. So what did you and your team do 
that really lived up to our motto of being thought leaders and delivering excellence as promised for this client? I, I think it, it narrows down to, to communication. Uh, I, I, I seem to simplify everything with communication, but I, I tend to say that uh, most of the problems in the, in, in the world are miscommunication. What I think led to successful implementation of, of this project is not necessarily you know, new and innovative ways, but just uh, using what we're already offering, what we have out there and, and, and appealing to the client, adapting to the client's needs and, and making sure they're, they're, they were met. Uh, so communication from from even the way the information was obtained from the several uh, agencies to to what I typically call visual graphical communication. I mean, it's essentially uh, our deliverable is a report, and the way it looked, the way the information was conveyed is, is what matters most. So so communication uh, from the agencies, uh, typically the way this was done before is we we try to get everybody in the same room. We organized these very expensive meetings that took forever to plan out. Eventually, only half the agencies made it out there, and the other half uh, barely were able to give you um, their uh, their material. Right. So, like I said, the, the the big effort here lies in obtaining all of the, all the visions from different agencies. Uh, the way we did it differently this time around was by telecommuting, teleconferencing. Um, we organized several of them. And, and, and the participation was actually uh, way better than how it had been in, in previous uh, LRTPs. Uh, um, again, it streamlines the, communi- it streamlines the communication. It, uh, it, it, we're able to uh, share info back and forth. And what, ha- what we did, the way we approached it this way, is um, um, we would have agencies, different agencies every round present their projects and the others um, provide their feedback. And as such, we were able to gather a lot more data than we had done uh, before physically in the past, and 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 this led to a, to a more smooth implementation. Right, and then the other the other part of communication that I mentioned is is visual graphical. I mean, the TPO is, is big on graphics, as most planning agencies are, and 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 with all the the, the reason in the world because it's how your message is communicated that plays a, a huge part in how it's received. Right. We can have this, um, you know, all these projects, all these cost feasible plan, and it could be a great implementation strategy. But if the public is not able to interpret that, even the stakeholders, the uh, the, the decision makers, uh, if they're not able to interpret that in a, in a logical manner, in a layman's terms manner, they're, they're, nothing's going to happen. So the way, um, well, how we did it differently this time, or just we, you know, it was just right timing. Uh, we recently hired a uh, um, one of our one of our planning members, Jessica Pena, she has a she's a graphic designer. She has a background in advertising. So so it's how we we use her background and how she applied her background in the way that 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 we did this this version this this report this round of the report this time around that made a difference. Uh, I mean it's it's a stunning document. I encourage everybody to 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 try to find it and just browse over it and and and, and you don't have to read the whole thing. It's it's four hundred and some pages, but. Just the way it looks, the way it grabs your attention makes all the difference in the world. Um, and so essentially the TPO was very happy with it. They, from the beginning, they told us it had to look great. And I think we, in this case, we, we not only met their expectations, but, but exceeded them. Thanks, Nelson. That's really great. I think, you know, talk a little bit to people out there that might be considering or listening to this podcast and thinking, hey, I have some contacts in my area where I could go and offer this. Obviously, we want them to engage the transportation planning practice overall. We want them to reach out to you and your team for guidance. But 
what are some takeaways that you could offer to listeners that they might use while they're talking to their clients and trying to, you know, help us develop leads and potential projects? So I think it's, it's, it's again, streamlined communication. And it's, it's more than that is, is eventually knowing each other, right? Knowing what we have to offer. Hopefully this, this, this serves as that uh, to provide, a, to shed some light on what it is we do uh, in, in Florida when it comes to planning. And, and the same it will do for me, for other planning members all across the country. So, so the takeaway is, is streamlined communication and just establishing a process and, and making sure that it's carried out from beginning to end. I always say the same thing. The planning process is, is the same, right? It's 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 gathering existing conditions, it's analyzing those conditions, it's coming up with with needs, um, right? And it's developing alternatives for to meet those needs, recommending um, which alternatives work best, and essentially developing an, an, an action plan on how to implement that. Uh, we can do that. We've been doing it. We kind of already do it, like you said. Some of these. Uh, uh, spokespersons out there, you know, dealing with clients, these client managers, uh, they may be already doing that and they may not be aware, you know, they call it something different. So it's a matter of, of communicating the message that, yeah, what we do is no different. It, we've been doing it for a while. You just have to to get to know what it is we do so that you can sell it, right? Um, so it's a, it's establishing a, a, a process and, and communicating that, that process over and over internally and externally uh, internally first so that like you said you know some of these client managers are very familiar with them and, and can sell them uh, and then it's implementing that right it's 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 getting it's assigning the right person for the right task right we have plenty of capable members as part of this planning practice and it's just a matter of like knowing each other and what our capabilities are and and and, and this this brand new effort that we're doing now with the cafes and, and just being familiar with, with what each of us does so that we can go out there and, and, and be confident uh, that what we do, it's, uh, it's perhaps it's, it's equal or, or perhaps better than some of our competitors. It's again, it's just honing down the process to the, to the point that it becomes your core values and then just implementing that process. So, so again, I think that's, that's kind of what, what led to a, to, to a successful implementation of this LRTP is what typically leads, or I think, you know, uh, I'm not biased at all, right? But uh, what leads to our, our, our successful planning projects uh, here in Florida and, and I would hope elsewhere. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Nelson. The one thing about our podcast that's always offered without spin and without bias for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a member of our transportation planning practice leadership team and participating as part of those discussions to think about how we deliver planning and grow planning in the future. How do you think we can take the work that was done for, you know, Miami-Dade TPO or any of the work that you're doing in Florida, really, or other people might be doing in other pockets of the company? How do we take that work and use it as a foundational element for how we go into the future as a firm that has a strong and robust planning service offering. Yeah, I um, I tend to be repetitive, but I think that that, that works uh, for the most part. So I just keep saying communication, right? It's 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 communication of the message and how actually the message is is communicated, right? And by the how, I mean uh, the you know it's it's knowing we we're, we're little by little again through the podcast through the PLT, through all these current efforts that you've been leading. In, in the, and again, not biased at all, 
been doing a great uh, job at it, uh, but it's 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 being it's first being familiar with all the stuff that we already do, right? And then it's packaging that in 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 a way that that's I mean that's attractive, that's appealing uh, to the clients and 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 for the clients to know, especially some of these old clients. Take PennDOT for example. We've been working for PennDOT for years, and and for all you know, we've been doing planning services uh, services disguised as, as as feasibility analysis, for for example that some of our rotary designers uh, don't know their planning services. So it's a matter of, of, of packaging this information. Um, and, and so that internally, you know, we become familiar with it. Uh, we, we, we can set ourselves uh, in the mindset internally that we are competing with the best planning firms out there. And we are perhaps even doing a better job at times. We just don't know it. And then it's, it's, it's being confident in, on how to deliver that message and having backup um, uh, to do so. Backup being the actual resources to do the work. Which we do, I believe we have them as as of now, and 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 the backup being the material, the material being used to to sell these services. So as a as, as a foundational element, you know this LRTP, this this work sharing experience that we had in this particular case, it was work sharing across regions in Florida, uh, you know between Tampa, Jacksonville, and Miami. But it's 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 something that we we are already doing. You know we've started doing it recently, uh, and we'll continue to do it, and it will become our, our core value. It's it, it's sharing. Uh, and I don't like to use the word resources because we're referring to people, but it's sharing the the the, the right members uh, that have plenty of experience. You know, you get take Keith Chase for example, one of our our PLT members. He's been doing this for years now. You know, and then just recently we all became familiar with some of the stuff we're doing. It's, it's taking that experience that that he has, and 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 us becoming familiar with it, and us being able to 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 to, to benefit from his services, right? From and and vice versa, right? Um, Things like uh, I can say, you know, graphical communication. You know, we've been doing, um, we've been doing all these great projects out there, but again, they end up being just a typical set of plans that, uh, for the most part, don't don't need to be a set of plans because you have, uh, you know, the wrong members doing the wrong type of job. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, having say somebody in in New Jersey somehow the, the client says, oh, here we need a we need a we need a parking study, and then somehow they're gonna say. Well, we don't do parking study. Well, that's not necessarily true. If the, the client manager was familiar with all the stuff we do in planning, all the stuff we've been doing in planning, and had an easy way to communicate that message, then it, it's. Uh, but um, essentially, that's what we're working toward. Uh, that's what. Um, that's what I think uh, we're gonna get to. Uh, you know, sooner than later. Actually, I think we again we already have the resources. That's the easy. That's the hardest part. You know, having the right people for the right job. Now what we have to do is just gather all this information and and and, and make sure we move forward uh, under the same umbrella and, and with the same goals, and, and we're doing that. So well, Nelson, thanks for being with me today and coming and sharing a lot of this great information. I really enjoyed having you on the show and having a chance to talk with you. Thank you, Eric. Anytime. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out our show on the internet and be on the lookout for upcoming shows. That's all for today. Goodbye and good day.